Thank you, Christ. Thank you for your mercy that you pour out on us every morning. Thank you for that love that you gift us, that we are accepted. We can feel accepted knowing who we are in you. You are wonderful and to you alone we want to bow down and worship your name because you are worthy. You chose us out of your mercy and dedicated us to be your children. And I pray that you open our spiritual ears to hear what it has to be said, to hear your word, what you're trying to tell us today. I want to be that uh, vessel that you will use me, you will use me and talk through me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can sit down. Good morning, church. How are you? One person says, lives so fine. <laughs> I hope others are okay too. In Russian, asking. I have a friend who says everything is okay because he knows who he is. He is the chosen, um, a child of God. <laughs> we are not invited to the wedding, but that's fine. I, we are gathered here. Of course, I'm joking. Um, I know some people also went um, to nature camping. Um, as the weather is not that bad, but I'm still happy to see you here in church today. So as everyone left, um, I'm the only one who could speak today. And again, I'm kind of telling this with a joke, but I hope I can give you a good message today. Um, God has chosen you and he delights in you. He sees something in you. <clears throat> he looks at you with love. And you know, I've been having these times when a difficult struggles and I feel like I created for myself uh, troubles that maybe I was not supposed to go through. But God is showing certain things, uh, revealing to me where I have to change, where I have to pay attention to. And the thing is that we, we see ourselves sometimes in a distorted view. If we face um, obst obstacles, struggles in life, we start, we may get the wrong impression of who we are. May we start to blame ourselves and we lose that uh, understanding how God sees us. He sees us perfectly and we have to come to the Word of God to get reminded of how God sees us despite of all our failures. And I will read from <coughs> Matthew 7, 21, 23. And these verses say that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So I checked a little bit of a meaning in Hebrew of a word Lord. What does it mean? So it is the owner, the leader, the one who has all the um, authority. So imagine 
what it means when we call Jesus our Lord. And for example, in the past, it, uh, slaves, slaves uh, or servants, they were calling their masters Lord. And in a way, Bible says that we have to be like servants, like to Christ who serve him and Echbet, it is the meaning in Hebrew um, of a word slave or servant. And this word means a slave, but who has been uh, set f uh, free, but he chose free willingly to serve his master. So he has no, um, there's no, he doesn't have to do it by force. He chooses to do it freely. And he chooses to serve to his master without any uh, reward, without any payment. Just as um, this kind of communication where you give and you share. And as uh, Apostle Paul, as uh, Paul in his letters, is introducing himself. He's not saying all his titles, I am Paul and I have uh, achieved this and that. But first, he, he simply calls himself Paul, the chosen by my Lord Jesus Christ to serve as a servant of to Jesus. And I feel privileged that God gave me ability to serve in our rehab center. It's been 10 years already I'm, I'm um, ministering, I'm serving there. Um, and what I noticed that, that those who finally acknowledged their failure, they gave up, they surrendered to his will. Um, I would call, they chose to be servants, as servant is more like suitable word, I guess, than slave, but those men i see these people who end up in in a rehab center and i only uh, notice the difference of who comes out successfully and who loses this battle so those who build on on themselves that i can uh, i am able basically those who concentrate on themselves they keep losing, they keep failing and falling. But those who surrender and acknowledge that they need God, that they need the help of the Lord, those uh, who come successfully out of these programs and ready to live um, life independently. So as we sang today the songs, uh, worship song, and how I was talking to my wife as well to mo uh, this morning as it's so important to have this mindset in your heart that whatever my plans are whatever I think um, for myself I surrender to God and I acknowledge I say God let your will be done in my life your plans and not my plans and Matthew 7, 20, verse 20, 21, 23. It says, Many will come to me on that day, Lord, Lord, 
Did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, away from me, you evildoers. And I like to see myself as a slave for Christ. And I'm sorry if it sounds bad for you, but it helps me to see me in a humble light. I have to be uh, owned by him. I have to belong to him in order for me to fully surrender and obey him. It puts me into the right uh, position before God when we stop uh, putting uh, ourselves in higher positions, um, object to God. It is then when he can really work in us and through us and use us and these people that are mentioned in these verses do you think they haven't they haven't been saved they lost salvation i think no because maybe in the first place they haven't even been saved maybe they never been saved they never chose jesus they never surrendered fully their lives and uh, people are have this ability to adapt to places, even jails, even uh, when they're um, not free, even in church, people tend to come to this environment and adapt to the practices, to the rituals, um, and we do it without even thinking about um, deeper uh, position of our hearts uh, with God. It is not easy to be a, a, a servant or a slave. We naturally, uh, from our natural, uh, how we are, we want to be in a position of leadership. We want to rule. We want to be this. Uh, we want to do whatever we want, and it's very difficult to freely choose to serve to obey to your master freely and with, with joy, with love. But I believe God does not want to enslave us and so that we serve with fear and that we practice some rituals and, um, and like a do, um, to-do list, uh, some kind of obligations. He does not want all of that. He wants our heart. And what I, uh, Prophet Isaiah is saying in uh, chapter 64, verse 6, it says, All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all of our righteousness acts are like filthy rags. <clears throat> and we get used to living this Christian life, uh, and we start believing that everything is okay with us if we if we come to church, if we pray from time to time, we do whatever we have to do as Christians. And then we say, oh, I'm fine. Everything is okay with me. And you feel like you have to come to church. It's like some kind of, it becomes like a, like a club, membership club. But as soon as we leave, walk through the door and we live our lives as if God is not there, um, we have to understand who you have been called, what you have been called to do. God chose you. 
to do the work, to do the will of Him that He has foreseen before you were even born on this earth. He had a plan for you. He had a mission for you on this earth. And He chose you with a reason, with a purpose. And back to Matthew 7, the verses 13, 20. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit you will recognize them. So, as the verses say, every time we come to God, to His presence, we know our fruit, we know their taste, we know if they're good or bad. And nowadays, there are so many speakers, so many teachers, um, so all kinds of movements, um, feminism, that all kinds of new movements uh, that are talking and preaching their ideolo ideologies and nowadays it's so easy to divide people we have all kinds of means how we can access information and devil probably doesn't have to do much work anymore because people ourselves themselves are spreading whatever they want on the media on youtube social media I advise you to turn off, turn all of that off, all all of that uh, information. Um, I see uh, when I observe what's happening on media that so many people are super active. They spend so much time in, in some debates, discussions, arguing with one another. And if only we spend that much time studying the Word of God, uh, going out, meeting somebody for a, for a talk with a cup of tea or coffee, and um, we choose to listen to whatever we think is is convenient for us. The information that we can, it is making us feel better. It is convenient for us, and and basically you will find on the internet whatever you want to hear, and then you think, oh, this is truth. It's it's such a good message, but then we can easily be um, deceived because we choose to listen to somebody else rather than coming to the source, coming to the Bible, to the real word of God and see what he says and we cannot win over this um, information war um, unless we are together we are united we know the truth and we encourage one another 
to come back to it. We have to preach the gospel. We have to love one another, obey God, pray for, even pray for your enemies, wish them, wish, wish uh, everyone well. And instead of gossiping and talking about somebody's failures, choose to gather and pray for them, pray for somebody that you're wishing them well. And I see, for example, Christians swearing a lot on media, on, on Facebook, calling homosexual people bad names, all kinds of evil, bad words. And how can these people come to God if they see such behavior from Christians? How can they see the love of God? Will that draw them closer? I have to be open to, to serve them, to show them God's love. Who will want to come to God if, if they will think that God is full of anger, full of hate, full of, yeah, like, that is, he's not accepting if you are, maybe you feel like you're not perfect and that it, church is not a place for you. If you see be, bad behavior, uh, Christians who are judging one another, judging people, and the mask thing that has divided people and I will tell you why I'm wearing a mask. I don't like it. I might not agree with it, but I choose to do it. So I um, practice humbleness that I can um, humble myself and put my, my fleshly nature down, that pride nature that wants to um, manifest in me. And like Svetlana, the worship leader said, God has heaven full of angels worshiping him day and night and i'm sure it's way better than what we have on earth and it's so important to worship god as it puts us in the right position that we know who is lord we know uh, how he sees us that we are servants to him and we know that we fail we make mistakes we are, we sin but our hearts still desire to come back to Him, to be more like Him, to change our hearts, to serve Him truly with a love, out of love. If we uh, lose our um, vision, concentration on God, especially nowadays it's hard, but it was always like that, full of false teachers, I encourage you again to switch off all of that and and uh, to dedicate more time to studying the Bible yourself, praying, and I guarantee you that you will know God so much more. You will see world yourself, others in the right light, in the right way. You will lose so many ambitions to fight everyone, to prove your truth. Because the Bible, His Word, puts our heart in the right position. It restores the real and the good mindset that we have to, we have to build. I pray God, I thank you God, 
I thank you that you are present here in this place, that you revealed yourself to us individually, you touched our hearts, and please forgive us when we walk away from you, when we we start to come to different uh, sources, different, we forget to be there with you, to spend time. Please come back, please help us always come back to you, walk in your presence, and today we're gonna have uh, the communion, communion, uh, the bread and drink. Today I wanted uh, to, to talk about this position of our hearts and I, why are we sharing the bread and drink there is no power in the actual bread or drink but it is what you remember by doing it you know it's how you see it it is the meaning behind it that is important and when we gather together we have to remember what a huge price was paid for us for our salvation redemption i want to read from first corinthians now the paul was saying to the disciples um, but before we will share the bread and drink before reading for i received from the lord what i also passed on to you the lord jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this whenever you drink it in remembrance on of me for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the lord's death until he comes so then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the lord everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup for those who eat and drink without discerning the body of christ eat and drink judgment on themselves so i understood this really talks about the position of our heart that you do not simply eat and drink without understanding what it means what what it's uh, what we are remembering and please lord jesus forgive us our sins please cleanse us forgive uh, help us to forgive others help us to be remain in your freedom because you have truly paid a big price big sacrifice